I was always thinking maybe that was my problem, but I mean, even when I went upstairs to the boys' room where the router is a few weeks ago, I still had the same shit going on. Right. Hmm. So, All right, we'll just do it here. I just will never be able to watch TV again while we do the podcast. We're going live. Just do it live. Just do it live. Just do it live. Just do it. All right, then let's do it, Wes Bradshaw. This Are we is... recording Oh, we're, we're recording this right now. This is... Episode 53 of the all-new sports show, the podcast. Uh, my name is Edward Green. That is McCall West Bradshaw on the other line. Uh, Producer Dez has joined us here in the crap part of my apartment, uh, was where we are recording this from. Of course, this stellar podcast is being presented to you by NGSC Sports. We're at NGSCSports.com, and at NGSC Sports, we never stop plenty to talk about on today's show we're just going to dive right in plenty of soccer both barclays premier league as well as the champions league news coming out of spain just hours ago that may impact la liga action for weeks to come we'll go through a few other transfer news and notes we'll hit a few other sports uh touch a touching moment from the annual sports emmys just yesterday uh, some scary stuff coming out of Qatar. We'll wrap up with Watch 4 and So Raw. And as always, if you would like to drop us a line on the social media, you are more than welcome to. Hit us up on Twitter at All New Sports Show or at West Bradshaw 21 or at Edward Green. You can get us on Facebook at All New Sports Show. Instagram us, All New Sports Show. YouTube, The All New Sports Show. Finally, you can email us, allnewsportshow at gmail.com. If snail mail is more your thing, you can send us a letter or parcel to 1701 Sunset Avenue, Suite 201, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, 27804. Wes, let us get right into the proceedings. And I'll ask you, though, first, my friend, where would you like to start this week? Would you like to start it with the battle for the title that has been decided in the Barclays Premier League, or do you want to start European style with yesterday and today's Champions League action? Oh, me. So do I want to start socialist, or do I want to start um, with uh, the epitome of capitalism, which is the Barclays Premier League? (sighs) Oh, how to start, how to start in. Let's go ahead and wrap up Europe for the week. Oh, let's Let's wrap up. Let's go Mankini and go all Euro on their asses. Love it. Uh, Then we go to the champions. These are the champions. Uh, We have approached the semifinals of the Champions League. Your matches this week were Barcelona hosting Bayern Munich and Juventus hosting Real Madrid over in Turin, and maybe a few surprising results in leg one of these two-legged ties. Uh, First on Tuesday, it was Juventus 2, Real Madrid 1. Alvaro Morata put a tapper in in the eighth minute to give the Italians a one-goal lead. Ronaldo answered as only he can on a header off a James Rodriguez assist. 
but the deadlock was broken in the 58th minute when Carlos Tevez took a penalty strike after he was adjudged to be fouled in the box on a breakaway by Caravajal. Um, so Juventus takes a 2-1 lead back to the Bernabeu next week. Elsewhere, over at the Camp Nou in Barcelona, it was Barcelona 3, Bayern 0. A brace for Lionel Messi sees him immediately retake the career Champions League goal-scoring record as he had a power strike in the 77th minute and then made Jerome Boateng fall down a deep, deep hole right onto his butt as he beat Manuel Neuer for the second time in three minutes. And then Neymar finished it off in the 94th minute on a breakaway as Bayern and Pep Guardiola side, lacking Aryan Robin and with a masked um, Robert Lewandowski uh, were gunning for a one goal away goal thing. Yeah, one goal away goal thing. Awesome. Uh, they were gunning for it, but Neymar took advantage, broke away, and put the match way out of hand. Uh, they will return to the Allianz next Tuesday. Wes, uh, I think this was the match we were clearly looking most forward to Barca versus Bayern, even with Bayern a little depleted. But Barca receives all the plaudits at home. I just want to start this off by saying that, you know, in many corners of the world, many pockets of worldwide football fans, Pep Guardiola is respected as a fantastic tactician. He is a renowned footballing genius, almost on the level of David Moyes. And today he, he channeled his inner David Moyes. And against a Barcelona three-man attack, which features um, Neymar, Luis Suarez, and Lionel Messi, also known as the Holy Trinity of South America. Absolutely. Um, how many defenders should we leave back to take on these three amazingly fantastic guys? How about we'll just leave three back there? Let them play one-on-one. Whoops. Against basically three center backs, central defenders, and we'll just leave them acres of space with which to get into and do what they want to do. That was the genius today of Pep Guardiola. <laughs> uh, you know what, Ed? For 75 minutes, they did okay. The last 15 minutes plus stoppage time of that match, um, they became a raging dumpster fire. Yes. And allowed three goals. <laughs> Two to Messi, one to Neymar. Messi assisted on that. Suarez had multiple opportunities that Manuel Neuer, basically, basically Manuel Neuer is the best goalkeeper in the world. And even giving up three goals today, I think he proved he's the best goalkeeper in the world because against a mere mortal of a keeper, that match is probably 6 nil. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona were absolutely rampant. Um, Bayern Munich actually came in and outpossessed Barcelona at home, which that, that just doesn't happen. But uh, Barcelona were absolutely just disgusting on the counterattack. Mm-hmm. And as you said, on the second goal, Messi, Messi had one that's going on his, his lifetime highlight reel. <laughs> you know, you'll see that one forever, uh, leaving Boateng on his ass. Um, and scoring then on a little chip over Neuer. But Guardiola just, I mean, mind blown. I didn't get to watch the match. I'm actually, as we as we record this, 
I'm finally getting a chance to watch Juventus versus Real Madrid. Sorry, folks, been coaching baseball all week. Um, you know the other the other awesome sport that we love so much. Absolutely. Um, but when I saw the team sheet today and saw the uh, the tactic they were going with, the first thing I said was, "Wow, they're going one on one with Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. That that might not work." <laughs> <laughs> It did not work. That that's that's terrible, man. Guardiola. I'm not going to say obviously. Guardiola is a is one of the absolute elite footballing managers in the world. One match does not should not make or break you. Um, but today, he just he just got it wrong today, man. He just got it wrong, wrong, so wrong today. Well, then why do you think he only played uh, Rafinha, Benacia, and Boateng in the back? I mean, if, if we know something, then surely Guardiola knows something. So I have to assume that there's a reason he would just go three in the back, and it's not because he looked at Louis van Gaal's side and said, oh, yes, I would like to do three in the back. Um, you know, we talked about, we've talked about uh, Luis Enrique, the, the boss at Barcelona right now, and how he likes to play a very attacking style, one that doesn't even have to necessarily go through Messi anymore, but one that goes through their midfield now and finds space. I mean, we saw on one of Suarez's goals um, in a previous round where where they're finding space now and where they're able to really counterattack. Do you have any idea why Guardiola would then go with this three-in-the-back strategy? Well, you know, Ed, I mean, looking at it, obviously, you know, Guardiola, he has a good idea of what he's doing. Obviously, he's not going out here thinking, you know, um, I'm going to get run over here. He wouldn't have done it. And what Bayern Munich were looking to do was to control the midfield against Barcelona. And for the most part, they did pretty well in the midfield. Um, as as we noted about the possession stat, which you know is usually a Barcelona you know, whitewash when it comes to uh, the possession. Bayern actually won the possession battle today. But the problem is they weren't able to do anything with their possession. Some of that could be missing Ian Robin, uh, missing Frank Ribéry. Both of those guys are out injured. Lewandowski um, had an open net that he fluffed his lines on. Part of that could have been the mask. You know, he does, of course, have the, the injury uh, the facial injury um, right. that could have had something to do with that. So they did miss, they missed chances um, where Barcelona were very, very good with their chances. But still, though, just the back three just befuddles me. It befuddles uh, uh, analysts everywhere. Um and I just, I really think that was going into the camp new. I mean, even if you have to take a page out of the Josie Mourinho yeah. park, the bus playbook, I mean, all you're playing for, I mean, you're playing, you're playing for one, one in this match. If you're Bayern Munich, you're looking to steal a goal and then defend like hell, because then you get the away goal and you're in the driver's seat going home. Right. Yeah, I, I just don't think Munich should have worried that much about attacking. They should have stuck four at the back, stuck a holding midfielder, and then just about everybody else played deep. Even if it is not beautiful and attractive football, that's just what you have to do against this Barcelona team right now. They're too good. They're too good to go out and try to play with, especially at the Camp Nou. They are too good. 
And for whatever it was, now another thing for Pep, this was his homecoming to you know Barcelona. Right. Pep is obviously a proud man. I don't think he wanted to go in there and play any sort of what would be seen as negative football. It was like, I mean, you know, he's coming home. This is his homecoming. This is the club where he became famous at. He didn't want to play what was perceived as, you know, really negative football. He wanted to go out and play beautiful football. Obviously, he wanted a result. He got a horrible result. And now it's going to take it's going to take one of the bigger shockers, the bigger comebacks in Champions League history, which just isn't going to happen against this Barcelona team. Munich have absolutely shot themselves in the foot with this first leg. Oh, certainly. And this, let's be fair here, last uh, round, they were down 3-1 against Porto going back to the Allianz. Uh, Barcelona is not Porto. Uh, they know how to defend a lead, and really, if Barca even gets one goal, I think that would be enough to see them through almost no matter what Bayern does. Uh, Barcelona's back line has been a little suspect at times this year, but I think unless unless there's some huge turnaround, unless... Lewandowski can lose the mask, and unless they get Robin back, neither which I believe will happen, I think Barcelona has almost already punched their ticket uh, to Berlin for the Champions League final. Uh, yes, yes. They, they, I mean, it would take the shocker of shockers. So again, Juventus 2, Real Madrid 1 in Turin. Again, goals by Morata and Tevez. Uh, for Madrid, it was Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, but Wes, Juventus looked to be on the front foot for much of the game. A very well-deserved 2-1 win at home. Do they keep the lead when they head to the Bernabeu? Um, they're not going to be. They're not going to be favored to by any means. You know, Madrid did the important thing that Bayern did. Yes, you went on the road the first leg you lost. Madrid found a goal. I just happened to see myself watching the match. Uh, Ronaldo off a pretty pass for James. You know, yes, they lose two to one, but they get the crucial away goal. I mean, I'm not gambling against Real Madrid being able to win at home, even if it's one nil. One nil and Real Madrid goes through. So, um, yeah, I I think the the smart money's going to be on Madrid. I think Juventus played about as well as they could in this first leg. Madrid were nowhere near as good as they could be this first leg. So if I'm putting any money on it, I'm going Madrid. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's probably the case too. I think Juventus had just an amazing game at home in front of their home fans. And that's going to be very, very difficult to replicate. Hey guys, so here's the thing. Um, We had a lot of trouble with Skype this week. It was more or less awful. Uh, You'll notice there's a couple breaks in the episode already, um, which I've tried to hide through editing, but I can only work my magic so many ways. Um, You will notice, though, uh, that the call quality is about to take a noticeable dip. We actually had to go in our suboptimalness off of Skype and actually go just straight from a cell phone uh, that Wes was on the other end of. Uh, Unfortunately, our audio recording also got messed up for about the first 20 minutes after we did that. So we kind of lost, or you guys are going to lose, parts of the um, 
Champions League talk we did, and then basically all of the Premier League talk that we did. Uh, just to catch you guys up, Chelsea won the league. There's a huge battle in the relegation zone. There's five teams uh, that could take the drop in one spot left. Burnley and QPR probably getting relegated, but then there's Sunderland, Aston Villa, Hull, um, Leicester, and Newcastle, who could all be taking the drop with them. So it's it's going to be a very interesting Premier League finish to the season. Uh, we also talked about how Liverpool might just catch Manchester United after Manchester United lost on the weekend 1-0 to West Brom, and Liverpool beat uh, they're the team that they played, which I don't, it's, it's late and I don't remember things. Um, but they won two to one, uh, man United lost one nil. So that sets up a, a race to the champions league berth where United has a four point lead with three matches left. Neither team has a very easy road the rest of the way in, uh, which who knows, maybe that helps Liverpool. Um, so we are going to try to get these issues worked out. Uh, and then we will come back stronger for next week on episode 54. Uh, but right now, we are actually going to be jumping into uh, the discussion we were having about the news that there might be a strike going on in La Liga over in Spain. Uh, it has to do with television rights and whether there should be a redistribution, all that stuff. So we're actually going to jump into that conversation already in progress. Thanks guys for listening. We apologize again for the uh, problems we were having and we'll get a result for next week. Enjoy. Compared to the other one. Um, and, and really, you know, the, they've done anything wrong. They're just, I mean, that, they're not stupid. So, you know, they've done nothing wrong in that scenario. Um, but it's also interesting that the government has gotten involved in it. Well, and that's what I wanted that, to ask you is... Is it's the bigger deal because it's not necessarily the FA that's really getting into this. It's it's the government who said, "Hey guys, you know th- this is untenable. You basically have two teams making all the money. You have to help out these lower teams." And again, that that's sort of what does happen in the Barclays Premier League. And I think that's a lot of what we love about it is how sort of more even it is. I mean, you see games all the time, you know, between Barcelona and lower clubs, um, like, you know, someone like Elsh or Getaf, you know, these 13th, 14th place teams, and it'll be 6 nil, 7 nil. This is a good idea. It's just weird from the government. Well, and a lot of that is just basically you grew up in Barcelona, well, you know, being the top dog. Um, there are certain teams who will... <laughs> Um, um, so just because you're giving someone some money doesn't mean they're going to use it wisely or anything. But I mean, I do understand where they're coming from. I, I believe that there should be a deal worked out where I mean, you know, I just I, I just believe you've got to sell your league. You can't just sell a couple of teams or three or four teams in your league. Right. You know, in the Premier League. Yes, Manchester United and Chelsea and Arsenal. Those are those are your maybe your bigger selling points, but you're also selling the Leicesters, the Aston Villas, the Sunderland. You're selling those teams as well. What we seem to be seeing in these other leagues is, you know, well, figure it out for yourself. Oh, you're not in Madrid, country. right? We'll get more money, go for it. And that is more, you know, like in America, the richest club in England. But 
Calvin White was going to in in, uh, in Europe. The top ten of uh, Hey, congratulations uh, on know, being on the... They don't have the Russian money. They don't have the ad because they found revenue streams. Found revenue streams. They've done things to put into... When there's a, uh, a looming debt crisis... Government shutdown! Yeehaw! About the 16th, I think, before they get a deal hammered. Real quick, real quick, uh, wouldn't release their players back for... Do you, like, not have a choice? I, I want to say that... You as a club to be like massively fine. If if you have help that you will not release for uh, international. Uh, I'm looking looking this up. Podcasting right here. Uh, regarding the eligibility and release of international players. Uh, confusing. Um, it is not. Uh, it is not compulsory to release players. Um, for the final competitions. Furthermore, does Copa is a final cost, you know, we're playing friendly. Right. Executive Committee for the Confederations Cup, final competition, and must be released. Remember correctly, so... Well, there's... Alrighty. Well, now, as we, we hit sort of the hat in GSC Sports... Whatever, now. whatever... Um... Um... But I do want to... Okay, I... I are the Yankees, the Kansas City... Uh, the Cubs and the Padres. Oh, man, you're still early and out, you know. As June, um, I mean, any team can get hot for six weeks in May. Right. Uh, you can lose your division in April yeah. and May. It can, that can happen. So, um, um, but, uh, you know, every year, this is the year of losers to bring it their step up. Yeah, I, I think I don't see them still making the playoffs. I in it. Uh, and then mm-hmm. sort of just kind of fade. do have a lot of great pieces. Every year. He's <laughs> not talking about uh, garlic salt. Or, uh, but, uh, but you get a little seasoning on those players. And uh, you go from there. You see what happens. I'll keep pushing um, what about the Nationals? Any any worries about them going forward here? They're, they're one game under 504 out of first place from the Mets. Nah, nah, you know, you, you still kind of waiting for everything to fall in place for them. They've had some early injuries that they're trying to get over. Um, Bryce Harper's off to a solid start. Uh, I just, I still expect that group to come around. And I'm sorry, I still don't believe in the New York Mets. <laughs> not, not for the long haul. You know, they've now gone through a six-man rotation to get Matt Hardy an extra day. Um, I just I can't see that going but so well for so long. I mean, it would probably go well for Matt Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I'm sorry you're the Mets. It's not like you have five great starters anyway, and you're just throwing a bullpen guy out there on the sixth day. I mean, it was you were kind of like Matt Harvey, I believe, Zach Wheeler, and then after that, it's like, what the hell are we doing here? (laughs) We'll have to kind of see confident in the national. Well, at least for this week. A bit because we went tip ever uh, getters. Oh, oh. Uh, oh by the way, uh, physically unable to perform. The Rams are taking a long term of pass anyone at running back. When they get Gurley and Burton, those two were fantastic in college. And, I mean, he, he is Eric Dickerson 2.0. As long as he stays healthy, he has to bring it to the all new sp- Obviously, if he ever comes back this year. Yeah, invite him back. I wonder if they play Carolina this year, do they? I, 
Oh, wow. You don't know the Carolina Panthers or St. Louis Rams schedule? How could you not know that, Wes? At this point, I, I, at this point, I believe it would be more feasible for me to know the Rams. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. That's actually very true. Uh, I'm actually going to try to look it up here really quick. Um, do, 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 um, no, 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 no St. Louis on the, uh, on the lineup this year. Uh, how about when I play the Redskins or anything? They are, uh, yes, they get the Redskins at home. Oh, you mean in St. Louis? Oh, oh, let me go. Oh, okay. Let me go to, I have, yeah, I, I mean, are they going to play the Redskins, the Falcons, anyone like that? Hey, there's a close one to team like. No, we we've well, already talked the, about that. We we. Uh, Ed Reed. I think he he may be the best safety he's ever played. Maybe that that. Super Bowl ring. Ed Reed. Tit the zeitgeist here. Watch NFL for us. Yeah. This Tuesday, the 36th. So weird. Um, seven trophies on the night. Eight trophies on the night. Outstanding life sports night. Uh, Ernie, my studio host, for his work on Return to if have anybody of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma really care that much about me? Probably not. Um, NBC, NBC is for the Olympics on NBC. I wanted to mention also uh, one of our the, the sites we read a lot, awfulannouncing.com when we don't have NGSC Sports up, even though we do all the time on separate uh, tabs here, they actually ran their own sort of um, awards list, and the Men in Blazers actually did quite well. It was part fan vote, part uh, vote of the people who run the site, just to go down their list of awards. Uh, best live event coverage went to, instead of Sunday Night Football, as it went to for the sports Emmys, the World Cup on ESPN. Second was e uh, the... Barclays Premier League on NBC. Um, yes. The best sports documentary was I Hate Christian Leitner. Oh, we did. Oh, well, we did. Um, the best studio show was The Men in Blazers, beating out College Game Day, who's won the Emmy for it, I think, like 8 million times or something. Uh, the best... Oh, that is a great... Wes, best... You have the Bob Lee fantastic, but do Rebecca has never experienced here in America. She but she sounds so much smarter and more... And she doesn't scream at three. I thought very well deserved there. We, lo we love... Social media, both went to... Men no, I was going to say, just beating out Bill Raftery. And the uh, podcast. I'm sorry, I was looking for one. That's obviously why we didn't get... Outstanding post, obviously. Shit from Dracard Noir. credits for the... Awesome. We did. We did. I think this is coming down to the fact they can't figure out if you're a Yankee or a Southerner. <sighs> no. I am a never dude. Coming out. Wes, let's go to more. Uh, a few journalists from the ARD and Dylan behind FIFA's decision didn't allow the journalists airs on German who's claimed to have gotten their hands on incriminating Qatar getting the World Cup. Wes. This is a, uh, as a, they have, they have all this ladder. If, if this is, if this is other reason. That, I mean, I mean, this is a sport, a, and I mean, BDR's account uh, trends also to the German embassy. And this is absurd. This is nobody should be detained. That suggests I haven't read anything that says what. Six. <laughs> we need to drop in the fields. I mean, 
he does whatever they're doing. The New president soon, right? I mean, absurd. No, oh, good press. No. Uh, come out just this past week where a a reporter and a blogger was using um was using the app Periscope to live stream mm -hmm. a practice round and then had her uh, media credentials revoked by the PGA and then the PGA turned around today and and was using Periscope themselves to live cover things and it just it seems so smarmy and two-faced and no you can't play in our sandbox cuz we're going to play with these toys and they're still only the second worst organization of the week. <laughs> they're not even the worst people out there because that ladder wins. And it's almost like that old bad, that old Baptist Ken Edward. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because that ladder lives, we all must wake up tomorrow because something must be done about that ladder. Well, hopefully that involves getting a new president in, whether it's Luis Figo or someone else. All right, hopefully Wes. Hopefully, we'll want to get you still team that, That's that that we we might make a movie about that. Um, Wes, uh, let's hit watch for what are you watching in the week that was and the week that will be. Oh, crap, man. You know I don't have time to watch much TV. Um. Uh, well, my kids are watching Ninja Turtles. I know that. The movie? Sorry, they were not, no, the, the, apparently there's a cartoon on Cartoon Network that my three-year-old daughter is completely and utterly obsessed with. So we're watching a shitload, of, a shitload of Ninja Turtles around here suddenly. Um, huh. Wow. Seriously, uh, other than other than getting my men and blazers, my ESPNFC, it has been a very... Uh, a very trying week for me with the watch for this is a tough time of year with my baseball going on and all that good stuff. Um, oh, Do you want me to just I take over? Could, I got something. Yes, I wish I could be more interesting on that, but I'm just I'm not. Not, not a problem. Uh, I I went and saw Avengers: Age of Ultron this past Friday night, and oh my god, the internet just needs to shut up. Like I am, I am so sick of the internet trying to ruin everything are there issues with the movie of course there are there are issues with every single movie ever i didn't really like the bad guy in avengers one well i shouldn't say i didn't like the bad guy loki was great in avengers one i didn't like the chitauri i thought they were just nameless cannon fodder and didn't really add much to the proceedings I loved this movie and it was fantastic and people who are like screaming about well, Black Widow, she she needed more character development. She was relegated because she she said that it was terrible because she can't have babies because it was taken away from her and all this crap. No, 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 stop it. Just stop it. If, if just, no. No, no, no. If you don't get what they were trying to say in the movie, then just shut up. Just shut up. I'm tired of it. You made Joss Whedon quit Twitter, which didn't make me happy. So all of you can shove it. I am sick and tired of you people on, on both sides, on the feminist people trying to bring him down and on the people then trying to bring down the feminists. I'm tired of all of you. Stop it. Just stop it. It is a movie. It is not important. It's not this important. Otherwise, though, I really enjoyed the movie. thought it was great. thought it was in many ways better than Avengers 1. And uh, I look forward to Phase 3 of Marvel 
which is apparently starting with Ant-Man. So, Paul Rudd. Very. I just want to see that Suicide Squad movie when it comes out. What? No. Are we? Do we have to talk about this? That, that picture looks horrible. That picture is awful. DC should be ashamed of themselves. I don't know what you're talking about at all. It just sounds cool, Suicide Squad. Do you, just the whole background, the whole thing sounds cool. So you do you know about it? Have you seen the picture of the actors in costume? It's it's like they got the gang, and by the way, there's no Joker in this picture, but they got the gang together and were like, hey, let's go do this super secret cool mission, and after, let's go to Hot Topic and talk about our emo feelings. Like, that's what it looks like. It's it's awful. It is it it is it is what someone thinks the kids would think would look cool. It's something that looks like it was focus tested to death. And it makes me mad. And I don't even like DC. But oh my god, this is enraging me. Okay. What the Watch 4 has enraged me. I move. Mm. What they they made Harley Quinn. Oh, never mind. Just, I, I can't I can't do this. Wes. I, 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 mean, I, I don't know anything about comic books. I just I just really like the main Suicide Squad and make it sound cool. It's a cool uh, idea. No, it's a great concept. The, uh, the idea is awesome. It's cool that they're doing a movie, but A, none of these in the current DC universe, uh, DC Cinematic Universe, have gotten any screen time, and two, there's like ten of them, and three, their costumes suck. So, now that I am all lathered and bothered, Wes, get us so raw. No, you got me a little nervous at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared to even go. So uh, I'm angry. But you are angry. Hulk smash. Yes. Hulk smash. Um. There's my notepad. I have my notes here. All right, but so raw. Let me start off by saying I believe, in my opinion, that this is the best raw that they have put on in literally over a year. Wow. Um, the last one I remember being this good was the night after WrestleMania 30, uh, which, as we said, literally was over a year ago. Um, fantastic from start to finish. The WWE is taking their new tag team champions, the New Day, who, and you would, I think you would kind of get a kick out of this group. They are a three man faction that, uh, when they premiered, their entire gimmick is based on the power of positivity. I remember you telling me this is with uh, Kofi Kingston and, and the other two guys. Yeah, Kofi Kingston and Biggie and uh, the future doctor Xavier Woods. Um, so then, of course, as they preach a solid quality message about the power of positivity, of course everyone hates them for it. Yes. Because that's, that's just how it works, you know. I, I'm, I'm talking about doing good and being positive. Oh, I hate you. That sounds horrible. So they have literally become the most reviled tag team in the WWE at the moment. And uh, they're now, I believe, in their second week as the uh, reigning WWE tag team champions. They open Raw this week, getting a big-time showcase match as they get a uh, three-on-two match against Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, a match that ends with... Uh, Lane's accidentally spearing Randy Orton and the New Day getting the big win. Now, what was fun about this is that as the show went on for the next two and a half hours, 
whenever they would show backstage, we would get a shot of the New Day still celebrating their victory in all kinds of hilarious ways. <laughs> There's a little troll going on back there, and it was it was hilarious. These guys there are doing a fantastic job of being of being healed. I hated them as baby faces. They were boring. There was nothing to them. But now that they've gone bad, they are just they're, they're fantastic at the moment. So those are your tag team champions. Uh, they had a great. Randy Orton kayfabe the injured 
because there could be nothing better than a triple threat between Rollins, Ambrose, and Reigns for the World Championship. That would be just massive. Um, but that came on uh, the heels of the big rivalry going on between Kane and what is supposed to Rollins and Kane, who is supposed to be Rollins' ally. Oh, right now, but he and Rollins not getting along at all together right now. So Kane is quote teaching Rollins to be tough by just feeding him to these big time opponents. Um, but like I said, great wrong. I'm excited to see what happens this Monday night going into payback, and they have definitely got our attention right now. And that has gotten you so wrong. <sighs> Well, we will be looking forward to what's going down on so on Monday Night Raw this coming week to see if the writers can possibly top what they put on this week. As for now, uh, that is going to do it for episode 53, and we will hopefully top our podcast next week. I don't see how we couldn't at this point, uh, but please make sure you stick around for that. Uh, catch up with us on social media. Uh, as a collective, we are at All New Sports Show. Wes, you are? At Wes Bradshaw 21. I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at All New Sports Show. Uh, you can also find us on email, allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Mail us your letters and parcels to 1701 Sunset Avenue, Suite 201, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, 27804. And once again, big thanks to NGSC Sports and NGSCSports.com. Uh, also, thanks, of course, where you can listen to us everywhere on the NGSC Sports website, along with all their other great radio podcasts. You can also listen to us on the TuneIn app, on Spreaker, on iHeartRadio, on Stitcher Radio, on the iTunes Music Store, and at Podbean.com. However you listen to us, Thank you for listening to us. So, Wes, anything to say before we get out of here? A uh, two-game winning streak for the Pine Top 10-year Red Sox in which uh, the matchup on Tuesday night against our fellow Pine Top team as I was short-handed. <laughs> Not only in my coaching staff, but also on the playing field. And I used my amazingly superb skills as a head coach secure a shock 5-3 to three victory over our rivals. Um, I am making a big-time push for 10U League Manager of the Year. Oh, you and Alan Pardue. Well, we will look to hear more about the proceedings next week on the show. But for right now, for producer Des, that is McCall West Bradshaw. I am Edward Green. Thank you so much for joining us here on the all-new Sports of the Podcast. We will see you next week. Montreal, you earned it. Good night, Canada. Oh, they loved it. They love. Oh, so many great signs. Big shout out to Matt McMuscles, bringing six signs to Raw, including what bar? That was maybe my favorite. What bar? And WrestleMania 2 coming this summer. I love it. Oh, please save me